This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden here, too, Frank Proctor. Nice to have you aboard here on a Saturday morning. It's absolutely a beautiful day, except if you're driving in the downtown area. Do not take... Don't drive. Uh, no. And don't I, even run. I made the mistake of... Uh, <laughs> I knew the, the the marathon was on today, mm. so uh, I'll avoid the, the uh, Lakeshore Didn't route. Didn't work, right? No, no. I thought, I know what will come down Richmond. What a no. dumb move that was. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah, I got turned around. And, and good finally, thing you were early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, you had lots of time goodness. to go in circles. Yeah, that's, that's right. I think all those runners need to stop running and get in the garden. That's exactly. my feeling. Like, just stop all that running around in circles. Well, and that would be heralded <laughs> by uh, another chap who is with us this morning. I know. Two smiling faces across <laughs> from me. Welcome, Sean James. Thank you very much. There's a lot to be said for fitness in the garden. As well, well there you are. Matter of fact. Exactly. So run around, like, get into the garden, get fit in the garden, and do some gardening and feel better rather than growling and grumbling while you're out there sweating <laughs> running in circles well okay, i better get the phone numbers on the sure. air in case you know somebody might want to talk to you no i have mm. lots i want to say sure. no time yeah. for anybody well, else well of course <laughs> all right to reach charlie dobbin here at zoomer radio it's the phone number for uh toronto 416-360-0740 and then anywhere else in the province toll free 1-866-740-4740 if if you do please call, um, and you're a first-time caller, let Sebastian, our operator, know. And when you get to the air, that's where you're going to get your garden wings. A little mantra we have to pass along. Call early, call often, one question per call. You can always call back, okay? Yes. There you go. Thank you, Frank. And, of course, Sean is here wearing his Garden Days spokesperson sash. They don't give me a sash. There's no sash. <laughs> oh, I want a sash. It's a metaphorical sash. A metaphor. it's a, it's a, I think yeah. you should have a cape. You know, I yeah. wish capes would come back. A I really scepter. wish capes would come back. <laughs> anyway, Sean won the Miss Mister Garden Days spokesperson uh, competition, and so he's here because today is the first day of Garden Days. It is. You're my first event. I'm going to several events. That's so cool. It and is course, super cool. And of course, we're on the web with this event because Garden Days runs from today right through till June 24th. Tons of activities happening in every province, every town, every city, right across the country. Um, these are all events and activities for garden gardening enthusiasts, but mm-hmm. it's for families and schools and tourists. It's all everybody can find something to do besides yeah. running around in circles as part of a marathon. So stop that and get involved in Garden Days. Good golly! Um, for more information, of course, GardenDays.ca, and we'll give Sean a, a minute at some point to tell us a bit about Garden Days and his responsibilities. But I do want to mention we are fully bullfrog powered today as part of Garden Days. Um, so Bullfrog Power is 
covering off in a sustainable way the the electricity, the uh, you know carbon that we're using. So green electricity, um, Bullfrog powers generators put 100% green power into the grid to match the amount of conventional electricity that we're using. So the Garden Show, Garden Show um, is being our electricity is being displaced, displacing energy from polluting sources across Canada. Bullfrog's green electricity comes from a blend of wind and low impact hydropower sourced from new Canadian renewable energy facilities. Only one thing to say to that. Read deep, read deep, read deep. Bullfrog. Oh, sorry. Thanks for that. <clears throat> www.bullfrogpower.com for more information. Lots going on in my world. June 20th, which I think is Wednesday. Um, June 20th, I'll be at the Thornhill Horticultural Society, 7.30 p.m., speaking about great gardens with less water. Favorite topic during these hot days. That's at the Thornhill Community Center, 7755 Bayview Avenue. And the following day... Thursday, I believe, June 21st, join me at the Tottenham uh, Hort Society. We're meeting in the fire hall, 7.30 p.m., the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a great topic, actually. I get to, like, (laughs) express all my opinions on every garden out there. And boy, does she have opinions. (laughs) Holy moly. (laughs) Next weekend, nonstop more stuff going on. So Long Branch Garden Tour, Saturday, June 23rd. Uh, for more information, check out Long Branch Garden Tour dot And the following day, Sunday, Mississauga Garden Festival. I wonder if all this stuff's happening because of Garden Days. A lot of it is. The Long really? Branch yeah. by the Lake Garden Tour is actually listed on the Garden Days event. As it should on be. The webpage. And is the Mississauga Garden Festival, did you notice? I believe it is. Yeah, oh, good. I believe so. It's, it's, it's super cool because you can go by city. Like it's alphabetical by city in Ontario. Right. So it doesn't so matter where we are. You can see where you are and see what you want to do going or on? go on a road trip. Yeah. You know, plan a road trip. Somewhere. That's right, which yeah. is even more fun. Like get out of your hood mm-hmm. and Go to a local, another town or city. Yeah. So if I look, Lancaster to Yarkers, <clears throat> really Yarkers. Yarkers. There's a Yarkers. There is a Yarkers. no Yonkers, just Yarkers. No Yarkers. Yarkers is, well, they, if there is a Yonkers, they didn't list any events. <laughs> it's okay. not too late though. There you go. <laughs> Starts today, nine whole days. <laughs> All righty, we better skid to a halt here momentarily, okay. and uh, then come back after a few words from our fine sponsors here from uh, Zoomer Radio, the Garden Show on the air, live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty village don't change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio well charlie we're going to have a very busy show we've got Clearly. callers lined up right now and we got sean wanting to sean, jump in <laughs> yeah and so somewhere along the way we're going to find out more about garden days yes and uh, a whole bunch of other and stuff. what it's like yeah. to be the spokesperson oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> very excited that i can tell you i just ordered the cape for you so that's good oh, uh, he's gonna be so happy <laughs> big gd on the <laughs> back or maybe we better be more specific <laughs> let's let's go to steve in mrs Saga, see what's going on there. Hi, good morning, Steve. Hi, good morning, folks. How how, how goes it? Good. Excellent. How are you? Oh, would you believe I'm in the middle of making a Waldorf salad? I'm going a little retro this morning. Oh wow! wow. I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, and I, I was delighted, uh, Charlie, to actually catch you on uh, a certain uh, Buffalo TV station oh. that broadcasts a gardening segment the other day. So oh, it was cool. nice to actually see you, as it were. And uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, that's great. Was that part of, um, oh, maybe they were rebroadcasting. I did a show with them. Um, yeah. 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 All, I did a whole thing about watering yeah, and wisely. I wasn't going to name the name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Nice. 
Um, here's the thing. This is going to sound a little mercenary. Uh, when it comes to uh, Rose of Sharon, mm-hmm. in amongst your many uh, faithful listeners, I've heard over the, the last couple of months, some people are inundated with the stuff and trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, well, I've got a lot of problems. Two problems, no money, no transportation. If somebody in the Mississauga area happens to want to get rid of oh, any Rose, Rose of Sharon, Sharon. Oh. I would be more than willing to trade them, say, for some of my raspberry canes. Oh, how about oh, that? Or a Waldorf salad. <laughs> well, <laughs> we get some seeds hey, we could, we could start a brand new thing here called Trading Post. Yeah, that's Remember right. That Plant trading. Kind yeah. Of thing? yeah. Good idea, though. But some, because some Rose of Sharon does seed itself very Down prolifically. Yeah. yeah. It's an issue in my garden, too. Is it? Yeah. So you have extra Rose of Sharon? <laughs> well, I'm trying not to. <laughs> but, if but, I may leave, uh, as I say, uh, well, uh, how about an, an email, address? phone number. Or how about an address? Because you know what? Would you be willing, Sean, you could mail some seeds at the I end of the season? Could. See, the, yeah, sure. the seeds will form by about, what, September, October. Yeah. They'll be ripe. Mm-hmm. They'll be falling to the ground, ready to germinate in the spring. So if Sean's willing, he could grab you a couple of these dried up sure. pods. And I'm right next door in Milton, so. Yeah, yeah, and just mail some seeds to yeah. you. And then your job will be to do some research. And don't just put them away in, yeah. in a drawer for the winter. <laughs> They've got to go outside into the garden yeah, so they'll, they'll grow. So, Steve, hang sure. on. Yes, yeah, Sebastian yeah. will um, get your number if you don't, or your address if you don't mind, and then uh, we can go from there. By okay. all means, thank you very much. Thank hey, you. thank you. Interesting little project there. Oh, <laughs> Sean. stuff from seeds is so satisfying. Yeah. It really is. It's created life. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh-oh, here comes it's the cape true. again. Mm. Oh, she just flew in the window. Okay, uh, Doreen in Belgrave, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Last week you had a gentleman that was having real success with his tomatoes, mm-hmm. and I know he was using Epsom salts. I was called away from the radio and wasn't able to hear it all. Okay, I'm just... A look- lot of the oh. issue with, uh, with tomatoes is blossom end rot, and they, a lot of that problem is caused by overwatering or irregular watering. So keeping really stable watering is going to stop the main problem that people use Epsom salts to prevent. My biggest problem is blight. On the leaves, yeah. So oh. that's where you want to avoid the leaves being wet before the sun goes down. So, I do that. Yeah, so make sure you've, when you're watering tomatoes, it's early in the day. Right. Obviously, we can't control the rain. And make sure you're planting them far enough apart so there's right. air and sun penetration. Just like with all fungus. Between yeah. the plants. And pick the leaves off as they... Did he use light. baking soda? Uh, he didn't mention it. Actually, it was Warner. He was calling from Tilsonburg, and he had this whole deal where he... In the planting hole, he would put skim milk powder. Yeah, that's right. And then he had a water bottle that he would cut the bottom out of. And then he would use the bottle in the ground to water oh, into. Clever. Regardless, that's clever. Yes. Because that keeps the water off the leaves. Water off the leaves. Yeah. So he'd water into the water bottle. He would also um, skim milk powder. Well, I've got here two teaspoons of, of skim milk powder going into that water bottle, plus a teaspoon of Epsom salts. And then he'd water into the bottle. And this was an oh. ongoing thing. He would continue to use that as his, basically, his fertilizer. The, the milk and the salt, and he has great tomatoes. The other thing in Ontario, in much of Ontario, we have a lot of calcium in the water. Yes, we because do. Because of the escarpment and, and so on. And the soil. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's often that's not really a limiting factor. What we need to worry about, yeah. No, yeah. no, I know. I've I've said that as well, and it's it is about the calcium. But she, yep. but but our caller, of course, Doreen isn't worried so much about blossom end rod. It's right. the blight. So, good air, lots of sun. Make sure there's space between. Even thin some leaves if necessary to keep the plants as healthy as you can. So far, the weather is perfect for tomatoes. Yes, uh, no, yes, mine are actually doing quite well yeah, this year. Yeah, no chance of blight so far. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, well, patrolman. Thank Proctor, you very much. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, Doreen. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, bye bye. Now, have a great weekend, and thanks for joining us here on Zoomer Radio. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna jump on my motorcycle here and pull the whole show over to the side of the road for a moment. We have to hear from our sponsors. Mm. We will be back to hear more about Garden Days. I want to get Sean to tell us a little bit more about this uh, fascinating across the country it really is, uh, yeah, event. It's, it's really it's really exciting. Okay, back in just a moment here on the Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Well, exclusively yes. on Zoomer Radio. There we are. All righty. Just before Sean uh, holds forth on uh, Garden Days, let's uh, check those phone numbers. Got a couple of lines open. 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll free. 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Charlie. Well, I was going to say, Sean, what you got any uh, announcements of well, what are you doing after the show, for example? I'm actually going to a tree planting ceremony in my hometown of Milton mm-hmm. um, to to recognize all the work that's been done by volunteers in the volunteer gardens over the years. Oh, nice. There's a lot of beautiful gardens in Milton that have been created by the Horticultural Society. Is that right? So, like around things like hospitals and post offices? Uh, or, hospitals, or? post offices, City Hall, um, Chris Hadfield Park. I was going to say, uh, maybe what we should do is just a thumbnail sketch of what Garden Day is all about. Garden Days is amazing. It's it's brought uh, by the Canadian Garden Council, and it's to get people jazzed about gardening mm-hmm. all over Canada. So every different organization can sign up for uh, Garden Days Canada. It's super easy at uh, gardendays.ca. And everything from libraries, the Forest Library, we're one of the first people to start signing up uh, right? events. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, forest is a happening town. It's true. <laughs> I know true. some people there, uh, and they are, the they are gardeners. gardeners. Yeah. I've got to go there. I definitely got to yeah, go there. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, the the Master gardeners are having speaking events and so on. Um, the all of the botanical gardens, Toronto Botanic Garden and RBG. I'm going to the uh, grand opening of the RBG Rose Garden. Me too. Um, which the is going to be VIP breakfast. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the there's a big Garden Days event on the on the twenty third. I think right. Uh, oh, right. The Saturday, uh, and it is worth going. And so the website for folks to check things out is? www.gardendays.ca. That's also where you can register the events. You can see who the supporters are, like Bullfrog Power and the Niagara Parks yep. alumni and Ontario Parks and Landscape Ontario and so on. Uh, there's there's incredible support for it and incredible um, uh, buy-in. Over 425 events, probably getting close to 450 yeah, by now. Really? Yeah, which Over is the year. nine days. Yeah, over the nine days. And and you can search by province and then, and then by city. Um, it's in alphabet. Order. So it's really easy to find things near you or plan a road trip or whatever. Mm. There's so much going on. Um, the, the, our flagship event in Ontario is Barrels and Blooms in Beamsville. Uh, I love alliteration. <laughs> and, I love uh, synergy. And they've brought in Barrels so many different blooms. groups, uh, both school boards and so on. Yeah. Everybody's participating in it, and that's what you know made them a, a flagship event. Um, there's there's uh, garden book fairs. There's uh, a lot of things for kids and for pollinators, mm-hmm. which is fabulous. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that's in forest. There's garden gate tours. There's one yeah. in uh, Georgia. 
Georgetown and and the, obviously the, next the, weekend one of the first ones to sign up was the Long Branch tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's there's uh, Guelph enabling gardens and pollinator gardens, all sorts of amazing stuff. It's okay. just it's overwhelming. Yes, you could actually you, you might learn stuff about your very own, your town that you don't even yeah. know about yeah. like hidden gardens or events that you know it's like wow I had no idea and get involved in these groups yeah. like it, you don't just you can just go yeah. certainly but you can also hey this this garden club's not so scary after all I know. <laughs> yeah. nice folks there yeah. Yeah. It's true. Always. It's true. always always all right thank friendly. you for that. thank you all gardeners are friendly there's no such that's thing true. as an unfriendly mean gardener anywhere well let's let's hope that's the case with Andrew who's oh, okay. in Mississauga <laughs> and been waiting patiently on the line good morning Andrew welcome to the show Good morning, guys. Morning. Listen, morning. Listen, Charlie's tomatoes again. Mm. Okay, Dave. Do I should I, should I trim the the stalks that are not going to produce any flowers? Trim as in the top of the plant, or just trim? No, just you know the stalk. The, the the side shoots. You know, I, I was so happy last year. Uh, I heard uh, Nikki uh, Jabour down in, in Halifax. I'm going to be on the radio with her tomorrow, actually. Um, and, and she was saying that it is a myth that, you know, trimming the sides gives you more tomatoes. It gives you bigger tomatoes. Yeah. But you don't have more poundage of production. No. So you'll have smaller, more, and it's That's a right. wider plant. If yeah. you leave the little suckers. So, so those are the little side shoots that come up off the main stem in the axle where the leaves come off the main stem, you get a little a little stem growing. Yeah. I remove some of them, but often I'll leave some at the bottom because mm-hmm. I like the fact that the plant will get wider. Yeah. However, going back to blight, if you end up letting all that grow, you've got so many leaves, you've got no air yeah. and no sun penetration. So in a, that's one of the reasons we you know do take them, some of them out. Last year is I put stakes beyond yes. the pots yeah. so that I could take them out wider and keep yeah. that mm-hmm. air circulation. Yeah. I have Good monster idea. tomato plants last year. Okay. There it so is. Don't take it right back to the stalk. No, you don't need to, but you can, but you certainly don't need to. If you're trying okay, to win a what? competition, then <laughs> for the biggest okay. tomato. <laughs> okay, what about above the flowers? Will I take remove them too? Above the flowers? If there are there are two Not types now. of tomatoes. There are bush tomatoes and there are vining tomatoes. So determinate yeah, and indeterminate. Bushes. Uh, well, the the bush ones I would generally leave alone. Yep. Um, the vining tomatoes, you can make them grow as big as you want or as sideways as you want. But what we often do when we get into September, October, and we're expecting frost, is that there's really no point in keeping the flowers at that point. So as we get late no. in the season, I'll definitely take the top off my vining mm-hmm. super tall tomatoes just to get what's on the t- the plant ripened up, up. Yeah. and forget new ones because it's you know it just gets too late. But for now, let it go. Let the flowers grow. Let the leaves grow. Feed your tomatoes. They do like to, they do like to be. You know, top dressed with some good organic matter. I'm trying something different this year. Instead of buying the the mixes, Mm -hmm. I actually took my compost, sticks and all. I didn't Mm -hmm. even filter it, Mm -hmm. and I put it in there. So the sticks give it drainage and keep it loose. Mm -hmm. And I've got lots of nutrients because it's all broad-based compost. It's everything from my garden. And so far, so good. I've tried something new, too. I didn't uh, turn my garden. Ah, I'm doing the no-till method. So And and I dump my composter into my garden every fall. So I've got tomatoes planted into pure compost right now. Isn't it nicer when the right thing to do is easier? Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. on a balcony. Yeah, oh, okay, so yeah, you're like enough. Sean. Yeah. You're so doing I'm in pots. Tomatoes on pots. Yes, buckets, yeah. Good stuff. Well, stay on the watering when it's dry because that'll be the one thing that's hard out in the balcony. Yeah, yeah no, the... so it's, there's, no, there's no need to trim them off. Not at all. Yeah. And Make you're sure. part of a big movement of balcony gardeners, yeah. which is nice to see in yeah. there. My daughter's all the right. same. That's out on the balcony. Thanks. Great, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Have a great weekend, and uh, thank you for being with us here in the Garden Show. Hey, out there in Mississauga is Marge. Good morning, Marge. 
Hi there. Morning. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, last year I called you about my rose tree mm-hmm. that I had on my terrace in the condo. Right. And uh, what to do with it to winter it. Yes. You suggested I take it over to my daughter and have them bury it horizontally mm-hmm. and uh, wait until the forsythia came out and then dig it out again. And? So we did exactly that. And within two days, there was already growth on it. And today it's covered in rosebuds. Mm. All right, Good story. I like that. Good my story. son-in-law is so excited about it. He's wanting to. He wants his own. How many years we can keep this thing going? So he yeah, he's going to want one of his own. So that you'll have a, a pair that he has to bury every fall. Well, maybe so. Yeah, that's that's I'm really mine every fall, and it'll be interesting to see how long it does last. That's great. No, yeah. that's wonderful. I'm glad that was a fair amount of work transporting, mm-hmm. burying, unburying, so transporting. Well, it was very exciting. We were all waiting for the unearthing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I thank you so much. Oh, good, good, good story. Thanks, Mark. Enjoy your program every Saturday. Well, Alrighty. thank you. Thank you. And by the way, uh, congratulations, Charlie. Yes. Uh, we just recently had a peek at the rating numbers mm-hmm. for this show, and it is really surprisingly well, not surprisingly. I was going to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> let me let me go back on that. Oh, it's terrific. Uh, we terrific have a ratings. lot of yeah. lot of keen listeners. So yeah, you give out great information. It's a fascinating show to listen to. It's always fun and it's always informative. Well, Frank makes it fun. Well, <laughs> I'm just here for the in- to provide the info. He's the guy that makes it so silly. <laughs> But we've got to figure out what date is the 10th anniversary. It comes up sometime in July. It does, and I can figure that out. Okay. And you're right, it'll be soon. It's yeah. like in the next couple of weeks. So we have to do something. Maybe have a party. Pop Bring some your wine champagne. bag in, you know, for God's sake. <laughs> no, yeah. it's my backpack. Oh, the- <laughs> All right. Gee whiz. In, uh, right around the corner, maybe. Evelyn, here in Toronto. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Thanks so much. Morning. It's a lovely day. Yeah. I I hope you can hear me okay. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, thanks. Allergy season. Mm. Pardon me. Um, I have a hydrangea that I planted about, I guess, three, four years ago. Mm. Uh, Vanilla strawberry hydrangea, I guess, is the color. And it's at the back of our uh, property, so it's north-facing, but it really hasn't filled out much, and it certainly hasn't flowered. So... Mm. I was just wondering, what can we do to kind of stimulate this? That's a PG, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Does it get any direct sunlight? It does a bit. How many hours, roughly? Um, I perhaps four hours or more. Mm. I guess. Um, you know what? It needs more sun. Yeah, the PGs are great because they stand full blazing sun in really droughty conditions and with you know no care really except a bit of pruning. They're wonderful oh, okay. plants, but they do need full sun. Yeah, and only oh. prune in the spring. <clears throat> so oh, prune in the spring. Yeah, okay. cutting the flowers. Yeah, up. don't be pruning later in the right. season. So, and it is a good idea to bring it down to a reasonable shape and size and form okay. in well, the there's spring. There's two ways to go. One is to do that, and the other is to let it get. The, the size and shape that it wants to be. A lot of times yeah. I find people putting them right by the front door and then they have to perform plant abuse to keep them under. Yeah. <laughs> under yeah. Wraps. But they're beautiful flowers and, and even great winter interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, look, I'm just bringing up some images. That's what, mm, so Frank plant. doesn't know what we're talking about. See the picture? Oh, yes. Pretty, beautiful. eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, just covered. Like, you can't see the plant for all the flowers. Yeah, yeah and the, the way the color changes on them, too. So if you can possibly move that plant into a sunnier spot, I think you'll have way better success seeing flowers consistently at, you know, mid to late summer every year. But if you want a hydrangea for the shade, then yeah. uh, oak leaf hydrangea is very good for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And great. <clears throat> texture as well space, on the leaves. Um, how much space would it require? I'm just wondering. That's one of the smaller ones. It's about three yeah. feet by three feet, sort of, I think. This uh, one, the vanilla uh, strawberry? sort of keep it at that size. Uh, it would like to be a bit bigger than that. It, I mean, they'll get up to six feet uh, for that one. And some of them are huge. Like some yeah. of the, the old ones are 12 feet yeah. by 12 feet. And it's gracious. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so give it space and, you know, good air circulation and minimum six hours of direct sunlight mm-hmm. every day. All right. Okay. Oh, that's great. Thank you six so much. Six to seven much. feet. Yeah, there you go. We're just checking there. So it's bigger than what you thought. It is. It is. It's, you know, six to seven feet. It's a, it's a fast grower. Mm-hmm. It's a big grower. Thank you, Evelyn. Okay. Very Thank much you. For, for joining Thank us. Thank you. Uh, got a bit of cloud out there, it looks like, and it's going to be a stinker of today to, uh, tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be oh, fun. hot, yeah. humid. Yeah. You got it. So just plan Garden on taking fill things up, easy fill a little up bit. The, the wading pool and just sit in That's the lawn chair, put your feet in the exactly water. Exactly right. The gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, out to Aiton we go. There's Carol. Good morning, Carol. Morning, gang. Morning. Um, have a kiwi plant that we planted. And there was supposed to be a pair of them in one pot. Now I can't tell whether there's hmm. both of them, but I think they're still there. They're probably eight feet tall. We built a, a really solid trellis for it. We wrap it every winter. We get it to blossom. Last year we got it to blossom, but no kiwis. What are we, anything that we're doing wrong? It's healthy. It's lush. It's Okay, so you know what? Get down on your hands and knees, look at ground level, and see if there's two plants. Well, I'm, I think there is. Because it looks like there is, yeah? Okay, because the, the reason you would have had two plants in the pot is because kiwi plants have male plants and female plants. Right. So if you're getting flowers but no fruit, that makes me suspect that you've got a female plant but no male providing the pollen, so no pollination. Okay. But and if, if I do have two, is there anything else that's wrong? Uh, they are insect pollinated as far as I know, but if they're growing together and, you know, you've got regular life going on in your garden. So when they're flowering, the flowers will be very different between the male flower and the female flower. So as soon as you start to see buds and you start to see some flowers coming, look more closely and see if you see different looking flowers with any of these male female plants that are separate um, holly is a good example you know the flowers are completely different when, when the female plant flowers and the male plant flowers they grow from different parts on the plant the flowers are different sizes different shapes different everything but you will get fruit if they're growing close together okay okay, okay. so we'll look for two different flowers is yeah, look and see. Once flowering starts, yeah. look closely okay. for what the flowers look like and look closely to see if you can see any, you know, two different kinds. Okay. So hard, want, to, hard to spot. I know that. Like, the, they're in amongst the leaves and they're very difficult to spot the flowers at all. But though. Yeah. Even if you don't but, get fruit, okay. it's a beautiful vine. Beautiful vine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. interesting. And feel free to take pictures if you want. You can always uh, send photos once it does start to flower. I can take a peek at it at that point. Sounds good. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, Bye. um let's, let's take just a little bit of a break because I've got to get my arm in shape for our bell ringing. <laughs> We've got a first-time caller oh, yeah. waiting on the line. Time for some push-ups. Oh, that is always so exciting for me. <laughs> so <laughs> back, back in just a moment here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin and our friend Sean, and uh, we'll have lots more to talk about between now and uh, 9 o'clock, or 10 o'clock, rather, I should say. <laughs> 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie and John, just before I reach for that bell, uh, a neat little uh, happenstance occurred uh, just moments moments ago when uh, somebody called in with uh, the, an offer of Rose of Sharon for our friend First listening caller, in from... Steve. Uh, yeah, where was it? Jim Mississauga, yeah, right? Yeah, so Steve was looking for Rose of Sharon. The word is out. You <laughs> wait, Steve. There's going to be Rose of Sharon <laughs> dropped off the end of your driveway <laughs> by the truckload. <laughs> Right. All righty, here it comes. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's for Marilyn, first-time caller from Collingwood. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning. How are you? Great. Oh, morning. Morning. What's going on? Uh, well, I was calling about our snowball tree, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's an old one. Uh, it's about 20, 20 feet or more, mm-hmm. and um, we've had uh, um, caterpillars. Yes. We tried them before. Well, never for years, but and they just overnight eat mm-hmm. the leaves mm-hmm. and the flowers, and mm-hmm. wondering what we could, I could do about it. So, what does it look like right now? Are there any leaves it's bare. left? Oh, it's bare. Poor thing. And it even had some. Um, just yeah. the veins are left. Some uh, snowballs coming on it. Okay, so that's what is commonly referred to as a snowball bush, or sometimes referred to as high bush cranberry, because you will get red berries afterwards. Is a viburnum, so it's a native shrub to uh, Ontario, to Canada. Lovely plant, but very, very, very edible by an insect called the viburnum leaf beetle, mm. and it just chows down literally almost overnight. So as soon as you see a few little holes in the leaves, you got to jump on this insect, otherwise. Next morning, yes, the leaves are gone. Earlier, before you see the feeding damage, so make a note on your calendar for next year yeah. to look for the egg-laying sites. You'll see little bumps on the stems of the new growth, and you can just cut those off and throw early them in the garbage. in the season. Yeah, yeah way back in April, yeah. Uh, March. Yeah. Trimming oh. back the plant at that time will remove a lot of eggs. At this point, probably if you went out and looked, you probably wouldn't even see the insect now. It's probably moved on because it's yeah. eaten all the leaves. There's nothing left to eat. Um, it's gone to your neighbors. You know, they pupate they, in the soil. They have came back. Not this year yet, but... So nematodes might work on them. The adult Uh, and the larva are on the leaves, but I'm pretty sure they pupate in the soil. So nematodes, if you put down nematodes right now, then you might have fewer next year. Which nematodes? The lawn guardian ones? Probably, yeah. 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 Um, Because that's a mix of them. What did you call it? Nematodes are a microscopic worm. All right, so in Collingwood, Uh let's think about... Well, do you have access to the internet? Yes, I do. All right. So there's a company called Natural Insect Control. Natural. Insect Control. I'm a little slow at writing. That's okay. Natural Insect. Yep. Control. And they're out of St. Catharines. Mm -hmm. So if you Google them, uh, you'll go to their website and you will see nematodes for sale to... um, Control. They are predatory nematodes. They have they all sorts of amazing sh- predatory insects. Yeah. How do you spell that? Nem. N e m a toad. T o d e s. So so. Oh, 
A-D-S. So the other thing would be to go to your local garden center, like today, mm-hmm. and pick up something like Bug Be Gone or Safer Soap, something like that. Uh-huh. Read the instructions very clearly. It's going to be way too hot to do any insecticidal spraying tomorrow. But perhaps today, as the sun is going down, if there's very little wind, it would be a good day to give a thorough soaking to your snowball bush mm-hmm. to annihilate any insects that might be on there that are still there because unfortunately the way this insect works it eats all the leaves the plant will grow a new set of leaves but it's very stressful on the plant to have to grow two sets of leaves the the worm or whatever Mm -hmm. seems to come up from the trunk of the tree Mm -hmm. or the ground uh, it, it's from well, the that, stems. It's from, yeah, it actually the eggs are laid on the stems, but the eggs hatch. The little hatchlings do all that chewing. And then next part of their life cycle is to drop down to the ground. So that's where the nematodes would come in, is to control anything that's in the ground around the plant. But you just want to avoid that, uh, you know, huge amount of chewing and then the poor plant having to grow two sets of leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah that looks terrible. Later on yeah. the that's right. Don't call them hatchlings. It makes them sound almost cute. <laughs> <laughs> didn't hear that. Bugs, come on, bugs are cool. Sean's just saying they aren't so cute, but I'm telling bugs are bugs are cool. Trees are cool, too. I love bugs. I had a giant swallowtail in my garden the other day. There you go. There's I've a nice bug. I uh, prickly ash for the caterpillars. Oh, well, very good. how many could say that? I mean... I've had them on hyssop before. No, I know. Sean would do that. He would plant butterfly food, for sure. He's that kind good of guy. Stuff. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for the call, Marilyn, and we hope that helps out uh, with your problem, okay? Yeah, thanks bye. for joining us. As a matter of fact, let me reach again for the bell. Here we go. That's for Leanne in Milton, first-time caller. Hi, Leanne. Hi, how you doing? Great. Hi, Leanne. Good morning. Are you Sean's neighbor by any chance? Close enough. We're yes, fellow I master am. Well, in the same town, I wish I was his neighbor. <laughs> oh, nice. And I know who Leanne is, too. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. What's going on? I have a question slash challenge. Horsetails. I have them. Uh, I have a very old uh, asparagus patch, and there's raspberries and all kinds of neat stuff. But there's also horsetails. I know the roots come from China, so yeah. is know, there anything short of uh, putting black uh, plastic like on my, my garden for a couple of years? I would say if you can't beat them, join them. They're not actually going to hurt the other plants. To the best of my knowledge, they're not allelopathic. They don't release anything that hurts plants around them. You're, unless you can be out there all the time, like because it's a constant weeding thing. I actually, well, you'll never, out of my you'll garden, never dig them out. Yeah, it was a forever no. problem. Oh, no, no, but you're right, Leanne. The, the dark plastic. But then, of course, you'd want to move out the asparagus and move out strawberries and anything yeah. you want to keep. And then it's yeah. solarization yeah. for a yeah. year or two mm-hmm. is right. At least, yeah. Okay. Anything that's been around since the time of the dinosaurs is kind of tough to find. Okay. Exactly. Thistles in there, too. So if I'm weeding out the thistles, I might as well go after the a, a few uh, tails here and there. Yeah, yes. but it'll oh. be a never-ending job. So you and know it's what? Mo- moist where they are, so it won't be a, horsetails won't be a big problem in a dry garden. Mm-hmm. But where where your asparagus patches is very moist, so yeah, uh, which right is great the for river. the asparagus, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. not so good for control. You're going to want to borrow my my wine backpack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be out there for a long time. <laughs> he won't be I'll aware of it, maybe, that. but. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Leanne. Thank you very much for uh, joining us here on a Saturday morning. Nice hearing your voice. Zoomer Radio. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, well, now, here's a voice that's familiar, and that would be Siva uh-huh. in Toronto. Good morning, Siva. Good morning. Good morning. I want to thank the gentleman for the milk powder routine. I, oh, I did yeah. it, 
And okay. because I always keep milk powder to bake bread, so mm. I had it on hand. Yeah. And my tomato plants look much better already. Really? Yes. I'm, I was really happy. I wonder why that would be milk well, powder. Calcium. Yeah, the milk powder and the Epsom salt. Yeah. Really? It worked. It worked. Nice. Okay. Good. So why? Your tomatoes weren't looking that great? No. No, I always have trouble. Last year I had the raw everything, and now they're growing healthy. healthier. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Well, Hopefully Warner's listening, because that was Warner from Tilsonburg last week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) okay. My neighbor had a peony plant that he dug up and threw away. It was a beautiful, deep red. Mm. I took it up, put it in a pot, Mm -hmm. but now the color is white. I I didn't think it would change. A couple of years ago? Or just this year? No, last year he, 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 he dug them up, so I took up one. Put it in a pot, and this year the flower is white instead of red. Hmm. I've I don't heard of know, this, but I don't mm-hmm. know much about it. I know that you can get seedlings that will take over if it's more vigorous. Uh, I have a, a deep wine uh, that came up on its own inside, and I, I watched it. I watched the little baby, and it came up right beside a lovely pink peony that I have, and it could very well overwhelm it because things grown from seed are going to be better adapted to the soil and more vigorous, and so on. Huh. So that's the only thing that I can think huh. of. But but he if he dug up a bunch of peonies and you he, took he did, one, but they were all a deep red color. Oh, you know, they were deep red. So I took one, put it in a pot. Did and it have this, this year when it flowered? It's white. Did it have flowers on it when you took it from the gentleman? No, no. no. See, okay, I just yeah. What Sean just said is true. There are examples where we think a plant has changed color, but what's really happened is that what we planted hasn't survived, but another variety has survived, and we think it's the plant we planted. So I'm just wondering if perhaps yeah. in amongst all those peonies he dug up, if there was more than just deep red. And no, they were the all red. Like they it, were the same color, you know? Regardless so of what color it is, it's going to be a lovely addition to it, it changed color this year. Hmm odd. Yeah. Check the pH of your soil. That's the one thing that can affect color is yep. pH. Okay. But if it's a happy, blooming peony, I would say enjoy it no matter what color it is. Yeah, I know. It's lovely. Yeah. But I just was surprised yeah. at the change, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I'll, I'll see if there's anything out there that I'm not aware of around peonies and color change, but um, I have looked it up in the past when gladiolas change color. And, yeah, um, well, it is true. I certain... have trouble with that because my Rosa Sharon did that one year. I had a blue one, and it changed to white, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You know, speaking of go, we have to, as a matter of fact, take another commercial break here. Uh, But thank you, Siva, very much. I hope uh, the advice, sage advice offered uh, is worthwhile. Okay. Uh, Grafton will be next with Pat calling in in moments here on Zoomer Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie and John, let's uh, welcome from Grafton, Ontario, Pat on the line. Good morning, Pat. Good, excuse me. Good morning. Morning. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I know I have to make it quick, so it's about roses. Mm-hmm. Something is making lace out of oh. all the leaves on my rose bush. Mm. I've sprayed it with insecticide. I've sprayed it with insecticidal soap. And still you're finding that there's damage occurring? Yeah, they start to make little holes until there's nothing left for the leaf to, you know, sustain itself, and they fall off. They start at the edge, 
It's the, my at, 150th anniversary rose oh, from yeah, yeah, last yeah. year. Oh. Okay, so it's it, the green leaves that are supposed to be oval. Uh, suddenly, you'll notice that they aren't oval anymore because there's little green, ca- tiny little caterpillars that are chewing the edges of the leaves from the edges into the center. So your ovalness disappears as the leaf material disappears. It's called a rose sawfly. Paul Zammett referred to them as pear slugs. That's two different things. They're, there's I know. Rose sawflies are one thing. Pear slugs are another, but they're both sawflies. Well, right. Um, the pear slugs do more of eating from the top tissue down. Right. So you get this sort of netting. skeletonizing yeah. And, yeah. and silvering at first. Yeah. And then the sawflies are, are – well, they're both sawflies, but they're just devastating because they well, eat. Yeah, chew all the leaves right away. The leaf, yeah. 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 Nothing is eating from the edges in. Okay. Oh. It's kind of yeah, from the middle out. My recommendation would be, uh, well, twofold. One is to prune any curving of the stems out. It's called shepherd's crooking, and any that's what happens when they, when they, yeah, Crook, when they, when they're crooked. Yeah, when they leave their, when they lay their eggs, it causes the stem to curl sideways. I don't have uh, any of those. Okay, so they may not have laid their eggs yet, but keep an eye for that. The other thing I'd recommend is anything with diatomaceous earth in it. Um, early. Anything what? Sorry. Diatomaceous earth. It's a, uh, it's a fine powder that. Oh, the earth. Yeah. Except it's called diatomaceous or diatomaceous earth made from diatoms. And diatoms are sea creatures that died a long time ago. And they're really, really sharp bodies. But it just looks like powder in a container. And you will find that for sale in any garden center in their insecticidal area. But if you've sprayed with insecticide, I'm surprised that you're continuing to see damage. Yeah, it started... And unfortunately, it's only on that rose. It hasn't moved to my other ones yet, but they're not like side by side. Yeah, but some roses are tastier than others. Insects are, do not attack all roses the same. That's true. That I know. So, yeah. okay, Last so- year, it was the rabbits stripping all the leaves <laughs> off. And the recipe that the gentleman gave from Winnipeg, Botanical Garden, about uh-huh. the eggs and the oil and all that stuff uh-huh. that, that was you <laughs> that was sean who's with us again today yeah. <laughs> thank you sean it works perfectly it's wonderful Excellent. i've given it to all my friends i love having more uh, ammunition to use when i'm telling people that okay and what do we kill with that spray it's not killing anything that's it's, repelling oh, deer rabbits and, and deer. rabbits apparently because mm-hmm. i'd heard that and it works and i've also heard squirrels Right. Um, but that's that's anecdotal. The, there's definitely scientific evidence about the deer. Deer. Um, yeah. The uh, that was the eggs uh, and milk. And, and can, can you yeah. give that? Have we got time to give that little recipe out again? Sure. It's a gallon of. I'm going to bounce back and forth between units. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got it. It's a gallon of milk and two eggs and two cups. No, sorry. A gallon of water, two cups of milk, two eggs, two tablespoons of. Uh, olive oil, two tablespoons of dish soap, and you can add cayenne pepper as well. Um, you know what? I, I, um, I'm going to post that on my Twitter feed, which is uh, at Sean James uh, Designs, and, uh, and then people can get it from there. That might be an easy way. Super. Just so you know, I've got it two eggs, two cups of milk, two tablespoons olive oil, two tablespoons dish soap, and two liters of water. Okay. Uh, cayenne pepper, spray to the dripping point, lasts up to a month. 
Okay. Do you know, guys, we are fresh out of time. Yes, we uh, are. How'd that happen? Oh, uh, my goodness. Zoom so fast. Uh, yes. Sean, what a pleasure having Thank you back you on the much. show. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, great. I'm so happy you were here. It's and you're just going to be so busy. You're out and about for the next nine days. <laughs> i got to go figure out what I want to do. Flitting from garden to garden, <laughs> spreading the gardening word, right? Garden Days Canada. There it's you a go. Blast. And I will see you at the breakfast on Thursday. Excellent. Thanks for coming today. Thank you. And thanks to our great callers. Yeah, this show wouldn't be near nearly as cool without all these great callers. And Frank and Sebastian couldn't do it without either of you. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.